Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. My life has value. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. The time has come. I've had enough. I'm taking back my Hours of bold truth and excellence. You've just signed up for the WBR Army. Welcome aboard. This is the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome home and uh, welcome aboard. We're delighted to have you in the family. Yeah, that was from the 1976 movie Network. How can something... That's nearly 60 years old. Holy cow. Or 50, whatever it is. You know, my rudimentary math skills. Be so applicable and relevant today. Because the playbook doesn't change. It's the same story. It's the same characters. It's the same plot. It's the same lousy music bed. It's the same terrible transitions. The same climax and the same result. Because these people, long ago, stopped caring. Very interesting stuff coming out of an, uh, an interview I saw with former California representative Devin Nunes. You know, he's the chief of Donald Trump's Truth Social. And an interesting conversation with him. Devin Nunes is one of those cats who's connected enough and entrenched enough with the swamp and the machinations of suck that go on on Capitol Hill, but removed enough from it with his foot into tomorrow. And he has this interview with this guy named John Hines. John Hines is his name. And he is a a TV reporter. And John Hines has a series of questions, and I find it fascinating because they're really good questions. And the overarching theme is, what is the cancer in the Democrat Party? What is it that is, what is it that has taken what we used to consider the party of the working guy, the party of unions, the, the, the party of, of, the, of the struggling 
and has really made it now the party of the global elitists. Is it is it Joe Biden's fault? Is there something bigger at play here? John Hymas is asking Devin Nunes. I find it interesting to consider if we can agree that it's Barack Obama who's running our country. And I believe that's not negotiable anymore. I mean, does anybody really think that Joe Biden is calling any shots? There's a reason he gets on Marine One and is taken out to Rehoboth or wherever his homes are. And then he's whisked away for another vacation. There's a reason the guy's on vacation 40 plus percent of his presidency. He's not there. He hasn't been for a long time. One could argue he never was. This is not some Rhodes Scholar guy. And, and pretty much his whole political persona, which is predicated on tragedy, has been farcical. He is a figment of his own imagination. And unfortunately, he also happens to sit in the Oval Office, which scares the liver out of a lot of us. What is it? What if Barack Obama was not for Joe Biden running again? Why would anybody want a guy at that age with that track record, with that inability to communicate, who clearly is in the throes of dementia? Why would anybody propose in Realville that that's a reasonable person? Devin Nunes says this is a very interesting struggle going on. He says Joe, that Barack Obama wants to get rid of Joe, but that he can't control Joe and Jill because Joe believes he is that important. He is drinking the Kool-Aid. He believes he is president, that he's making decisions, that he's the guy. This is all Jill ever wanted. Dr. Jill, this is like the ultimate, right? And then Devin says something very interesting. How can Barack Obama get rid of Joe Biden? Well, he's going to have to go to his DOJ, which Barack Obama controls. Listen. What, what I've said is that I just think it's highly unlikely Biden's going to be the nominee. Now, you know this because you're in Washington, John, and I and I've from my experience there, Team Obama is the one that's been running the Biden White House. And I think that the giveaway here is that the night before Biden I mean, because we could go on the whole show about this. I could talk about just this very issue. But the giveaway is this. The night before Biden uh, runs, Susan Rice, who's the domestic policy advisor, one of Obama's top lieutenants, she was running the White House. She exits stage left in the middle of the night. She's gone. So that tells me that clearly she was not on board for another Biden administration. I think what they were trying to do, cut a deal for the kid with that phony gun charge that they tried to do in Delaware, go to Biden and say, look, we got your kid off. It's time for you to get the hell out. He didn't. And I think that's the problem here. Obama can't control Biden and Biden's wife because at the end of the day, Biden controls that important title, the presidency. Very interesting conversation there. This is something I had not considered, but Devin Nunes, I'm going to go with, has pretty good intel. And he goes on and he talks about David Axelrod. Do you remember when that story dropped? What? David Axelrod, one of the chief advisors of this party of suck, coming out and, and saying, don't run. This is bad. This is not what America need. This is not what the Democrats need. 
Devin Nunes says that was purposeful as well. Listen. So now you've gotten full blown. David Axelrod, Obama's political guy, is out there basically saying, you know, we're not going to win with Biden. So that is a clear sign that they want Biden out. Uh, the polls clearly show it. Um, I think they would have preferred because they have a Kamala Harris problem. I think they would have preferred to have a, a primary with three or four candidates in it because they don't want Kamala Harris either. So I think where we're headed here is is to a the Democratic Party is headed to a disaster uh, next year at their convention if Biden can make it through because of just the health issues, not to mention the final straw that would break the camel's back would be, does Obama want to unleash the Department of Justice that he controls, his people control it. They're the ones that are chasing Trump around, uh, filing, you know, orchestrating all of these phony uh, uh, lawsuits and phony charges, the, the documents, hoax, raid, Mar-a-Lago. This is all orchestrated by Team Obama. So they could, if they really got desperate, I mean, they could just flat out start indicting multiple Bidens for what John, if you or I or any of the people out there listening, if if you know if we had that the Hunter Biden laptop, if that was the John Hines laptop, I can tell you, John, you would be locked away for many, many years. So will Obama unleash the DOJ that he controls to start indicting Joe Biden family members to get Joe out of office? Well, that's a very interesting point. And then how about this one for the question? Is it time? For the House to impeach Joe Biden. You might be surprised by Devin Nunes' answer. Go. If you only go after Biden, which is kind of what they've been been on, and, and they've done a good job. I have to say they followed the money. They, they, they have got a, a lot put together on what looks like complete corruption. But if they only go after Biden and the Biden crime family, they're going to miss the larger problem here, which is all the Team Obama people. And so what I've said is, is that Biden is only one part of the problem. The other problem is the corrupt Department of Justice and the corrupt FBI. So they should encompass Jack Smith, all the top people, the Department of Justice, all the games that are going on at the border and subpoena those people immediately. Um, so if you just go after like you're going to you're going to miss if you just go out and impeach Biden, it's not going to get through the Senate and you're going to let all the, the real criminals flee. Like, look, I'm not saying that 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 what Bi the Biden family have done. I mean, look, it looks it looks really bad. It clearly looks impeachable. But if you're going to run an investigation, you got to follow all the trails all the way down and rope them all in. What does that mean? Devin Nunes, who's the chief of Donald Trump's Truth Social. It means Trump is on to all of this. The players, the positions the corruption, the tentacles. And he's putting together a team and a plan to fix it. Is it a coincidence that Democrats are now saying Donald Trump has to move in? He has to fix this. This is George Blakemore at the city council meeting in Chicago. Donald Trump, come in and clean up this mess. It's almost like they're showing us what's coming. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio program, Joe Biden deports 74% fewer criminal illegal aliens from the United States as compared to Donald Trump. And it's by design. Don't go anywhere. Next. This stuff going on at the border 
is um, I, I I don't know if there's a word for it. It's disgusting. It um. It challenges every ounce of goodness in your soul because you see it and it's so wrong on so many levels. What the Democrats have allowed is is the antithesis of humane and ethical and supportive anything. It is destructive. It is deadly. It is dangerous. And, and we have Wendy Bell Radio Network correspondent Oscar Blue embedded with a monster caravan that's marching its way up. And these are headed by liberal dirtbags, NGOs, non-government whatevers of suck. Who, this is all money laundering. It's all a money laundering op. It's a human trafficking op. When you've got more than 2,000 unaccompanied minors or just 2,000, I'll restate that because I don't know if they're unaccompanied. 2,000 children. Would you in a million years allow your kids without you or even with you to walk hundreds of miles ostensibly with a bunch of people they don't know where rape and and murder and Oscar has chronicled the snatching of, of children and and their organs being taken from their bodies And their bodies, their dead bodies being discarded on the side of the road. Like you would pass a dead possum on the road. I mean, it it defies humanity because it is inhumane. And purposeful, of course. You need chaos. Look, I told you about the wacko communist socialist weirdos from the 60s the cloward piven husband wife team of suck who came up with this strategy to basically overthrow something that is good and to infiltrate it with with madness so as to destroy it and recreate it in your likeness it would take only four steps they said how scary is that number one overload and break the the whole system the welfare system well that's going on what do we know right now we know that that veterans that our va hospitals that our taxpayer freaking money goes to is giving preference to illegal immigrants who not only have never served this country will sponge by sucking from the teat of it. And then when you get walloped by a punishing tax bill, and you say, what the hell happened? You'll wish you had that Joe Biden, I did that sticker. Because that's what these people have done. Joe Biden has deported 74% Fewer criminal illegals from the United States compared to Trump. Criminals. Do you remember when Donald Trump said when that original caravan was coming up? And he's like, look, guys, we got a major issue. And people called him crazy. Ah, sounds like a crazy white nationalist conspiracy theory. Really? And then what happened? Uh, Oh, yeah. Thousands of people 
opened the door to what would become the revolving mechanism of people coming here and flooding our country. But these are criminals. These are people who rape children. These are murderers. These are gangbangers. These are drug dealers. These are not the best and the brightest. People are not sending us their scholars. They're outside the box thinkers. They're sending us their dregs. They're mentally insane. And there is no mechanism to track, to stop them by design. So I will put this out there in the ethos on the record. If any of these clowns in an attempt to force mail-in voting or other such nonsense, other than us getting off our butts and going to freaking vote the way it should be on election day, not election month, if any of these people try to shut us down because of some virus or some illness or some parasite or some weird medical anomaly, oh no! All you have to say is, you're the Jags who let in 10 million people at the border. We're shutting down for nothing. Period. Joe Biden is vacationing. In the U.S. Virgin Islands, beautiful St. Croix. I've been there this time of year. It is a lovely place to go when your country is being overrun with illegals who do not deserve to be here. That's called an insurrection. Joe Biden is called a criminal himself. Treasonous behavior. Live with Oscar Blue, the Wendy Bell Radio Network correspondent embedded in this caravan. Next, don't miss it. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program. Let's get right to this. It's always a pleasure when we can go to Wendy Bell Radio Network correspondent Oscar Blue. He is live embedded, if I'm not mistaken, Oscar. Are you with this caravan that's marching its way towards us? Yes, Ms. Wendy. How's everybody doing? Say hello to the Wendy Bell Radio listeners. Yes, we have been traveling uh, with the caravan since yesterday. This caravan of 8,000 migrants left on the 24th of December, Christmas Eve. Then started walking uh, their way right now. They have walked more than 80 kilometers. As right now, they uh, we started walking with them around 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the the fascinating thing about this, and I say it is fascinating because it's, it's just shocking to see this uh, at every massive movement of migration. It is that more than 24 countries are in this massive group of, of 8,000 people, Ms. Wendy. It's just, I, I don't even know what country cannot even come anymore. It's just everybody from all parts of the world are involved in this uh, mass migration of this 8,000 people. And the number that I am going to give you right now, Ms. Wendy, is a huge concern. This is why I was, you know, really emphatic the last time that I was walking in the other caravan. I was telling everybody that the Commission of Refugees in the South Border of Tapachula are talking about that every three months there are more than 100,000 petitions for the multiple migration form or for the humanitarian visa, which means that in the next uh, incoming months, uh, January or February, another 100,000 they're going to be arriving into the south border to wait to move slowly as this pace of caravans is 6,000, 8,000, 6,000, 8,000 continues to move from the south border 
all the way to the north, Miss Wendy. Oscar, tell us, where did you pick up with the caravan and and what's the ultimate distance from where you are to where they're trying to go? I picked it up on a, on a city that is called Esquintla. It is 71 kilometers. And I'm sorry about uh, staying in kilometers instead of miles. I apologize to the audience, but that's the way that I have to describe it over here due to the distance of what it is. It's 71 kilometers from Tapachula, that is the the last city that connects to Guatemala, into Escuintla. I picked it up in Escuintla, and right now we started walking with them around 4 o'clock in the morning uh, up to uh, the place that is called Ulapa. That is where I'm located at. We have been walking for more than five hours. Uh, I don't know how many kilometers we have been walking. Uh, the heat is starting to hit. Uh, you know, the weather is, is beginning to get uh, extremely hot. And the ultimate goal for them is to get out of the state of Chiapas. It's going to take them a few couple of days more. Uh, a lot of them, they're being scattered uh, using coyotes, using smugglers, and using taxis. Uh, this caravan will be potentially be arriving on the first week of January into the United States borders or the second week. And a lot of them, specifically migrants from Africa, you're talking about Arizona and uh, the other migrants of other entities as Middle East, as Asia, as South American, you're talking about the river, that that means Eagle Pass and the real Texas is Wendy. Oscar, I saw some video the other day. It was shocking. It was of one of these migrants crossing over and carrying a firearm. What are you seeing among these people? Who are they? Are they young military-age people? Are they children? Is it a mixed bag? Well, it is a mixed bag, but the majority of them are military-age males. And I have talked to this military-age, uh, you know, young guys, 18, 19-year-olds, I told them, you're economical migrant. You don't qualify for asylum and refugee. They say, uh, it's my right to migrate. I said, I, we have come into some common, try to come to a common sense conversation, but they do not care, Ms. Wendy, whether it is uh, CBP app, whether it is law, whether it is no law, uh, they are going. The, the Biden administration has made it clear that you can enter to an on of entry and they can go in. So the majority of the people that are walking, yes, they're military age males, but you have, uh, according to the civil protection authorities of of, uh, of Chiapas, or Tapachula Chiapas, more than 2,500 uh, minors, they are walking on this caravan. Uh, among them, there's a lot of families, there's children, but, uh, you know, the majority are military age males, um, is Wendy, as always, uh, trying to arrive into the borders of the United States. Are you seeing the same things that you've seen say during your travels to the Darien Gap? Are you seeing the danger? Are you seeing the threat to young people? Are you seeing the behavior that is just so disturbing in this group, Oscar? Well, it is disturbing that it's been four years, Ms. Wendy, uh, more than four years, uh, walking on caravans and it's not getting fixed. And it is just the same thing uh, over and over again. You see infiltrated uh, individuals that you know, that they are, you know, potentially uh, with uh, bad intentions to go to the United States. You know, you, you see individuals that they're covering their faces. You see individuals that they're carrying backpacks, which we don't even know what kind of backpacks they're carrying. You see the individuals that they're just going for the purpose to, to get a job. Uh, you see families that, you know, that they're trying to get to a better place. Uh, but ultimately, you, they, you, you know, there's no organization of no country telling them this is the process, this is the correct way. And it looks like the Biden administration, and it, 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 just, it, it, it seems like that to the world, that the Biden administration does not believe 
in law and in, in immigration laws. They really, they do not believe in that. That is the level of education that they have, but, you know, expanded to the whole world. And that is, you know, again, the behavior of just walking and, and saying, if I arrive and if I get admitted and if I deliver myself to the authorities, that's what I have to do. That's what I have to cross a river, a desert, across a jungle. I'll do it because they will told, they told, you know, that's their understanding of the United States that they're letting them in, you know, crossing through these danger pathways. Oscar, do you think that the number one driver of this is human trafficking? Is it drugs? Is it is it all money laundering? Is it is it trying to destroy America from within? Is it what what is it? What what is it, Oscar? Uh, I believe that the United States committed a great mistake uh, back in the where Donald Trump was president. He knew the the he knew the problem from the start. The problem from the start right now is that the United States has given the sovereignty and the immigration borders to the United Nations and this global compact of immigration that it completely habilitates people to enter to whatever non-port of entry. So when you have that, it doesn't even matter if you build 70 miles of more wall. Migrants will come in through whatever part and they will enter. That is the number one thing that is affecting the United States of America, giving the power to the United Nations. That is the number one thing that needs to be cut from the root. Get out of it, cut the funding to these NGOs, and it will decrease the level of trafficking and you will decrease the level of power to the cartel and then apply the tariffs again to Mexico. So Mexico will understand that they need to do something about it, all these traffickers and all this corruption that is occurring that is making a multi-billion business. So it starts from, you know, what the United States needs to do to decrease all the power all the way. It, you cannot, you, you don't even imagine this, Wendy. If they do that, how it will cause a massive impact and how it will decrease the level of trafficking all the way to South America, where I have been in the Darien Gap. So you're saying us getting out of any kind of U.N. accord on this would change what's happening? Absolutely. That's what that's what happened in the past administration. When this massive influx started happening and the liberals are not going to agree with me because they do not want to. But uh, Barack Obama brought this global compact on migration into the West Hemisphere. And this is when the caravan started happening back in 2014 and 15, when, uh, you know, massive migrants of Haiti started arriving to the northern borders. And, you know, the, and, and massive deportations started happening. It was like a rat, uh, global business for this administration. Then uh, Donald Trump came in and he got out of it and he, and he de- decreased it by humongous numbers. Now, you know, Joe Biden has come in and he has been a collaborator of this and he has given the power to the United Nations. A lot of these countries are being controlled by the U.N., by the OIM, by ACNUR, by the UNCHR, by UNICEF. And this is the number one problem. It is a huge huge business for this international organization, for the NGOs, and they don't want to stop it. That is the number one reason why, uh, you know, it hasn't decreased in the United States this one day. So if we did that, Oscar, how would that change what's happening at the border? It will change a lot. It will completely 360 degrees change. But it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things that it needs to happen. It needs to come with a, with, a, with, a, with a domino effect of not only getting out of the global compact on migration, but also after that, the United States needs to enforce the law. It needs to, be, it needs to also increase the level of punishment to traffickers and coyotes and ultimately people that they're entering illicitly and illegally to the United States. And also, and also, adding to that, you need to, in addition to that, you also need to put the tariff 
the threat of a tariff again to Mexico. So Mexico will understand that the United States needs is, is going back to their roots to implement in law and order, to implement in immigration laws, and also the United States of America needs to completely combat the organized crime that they already have been infiltrated in their borders. So it's a combination of a lot of things, but it starts with that, Ms. Wendy. Yes. The global compact on migration, it is the root of the problem. It started in Europe. That is why Spain got out of it. That is why France is having a big problem. That is why Germany got out of it. That is why coming to, to, the, to the continent of America, Chile got out of it. Brazil got out of it because it's a huge problem. It's a huge responsibility, and it causes a lot of you know, open loopholes for trafficking and giving the power to the organized crime. So that is the number one thing that needs to happen in the United States. Oscar, your home is Tijuana. What are Mexicans saying? Because these people have to pass through your land, through your communities. What, what is the prevailing uh, perspective of, of your people watching this madness that involves all of you as much as us? Well, in the south border, they have a different perception than in the north borders. In the south border, they're extremely tired. They're exhausted. Right now that I'm over here in the state of Chiapas and in Tapachula, people are tired. People are exhausted. Uh, they don't want this anymore. They're tired. They're, they're saying that this causes a lot of, uh, you know, insecurities and also uh, that affects their communities and affects their jobs because the migrants block, you know, the highways and it blocks, you know, the local transportation and, and, and international export and importing. It affects the, all the ports of entry. When it comes to northern borders in several cities, they have different perceptions. In Tijuana, uh, they say that, you know, uh, migration, it is, it, is, it, is, it is a thing that it has helped the economy and ultimately it has helped, you know, to create jobs. But if you go to Piedras Negras, you go to Matamoros, they have a huge problem because it has closed, you know, ports of entry and it's affecting citizens, local citizens, and also residents of the United States as they live in Mexico, U.S. citizens, and also people that they cross, you know, on a continuous daily uh, day basis to the United States and they cannot cross because ports of entry are being closed. In Tijuana, you have a pedestrian port of entry that again was closed mm-hmm. in the festivities of December and people were really upset because it was the level of trafficking was exacerbated again. Uh, in Juarez, you have seen that they have closed ports of entry. So it is affecting the other side also. Right. And people are getting tired of it. They're getting tired that it's not getting fixed. They're not, they're not mad at the migrants. They're mad at the government that is not doing anything to fix this. It, it, it completely can get fixed in a humanitarian way, in a legal way, and people can understand that there's a pathway to do it, there's a law to do yes. it, and if you don't qualify, you don't qualify. You don't have to put yourself to this journey, to this horrible, you know, nightmare, and almost lose your life because that is the way that they, the Biden administration has taught everybody yes. to cross the jungle, to cross the river, to cross the desert. So I believe strongly that that is the number one reason why, uh, Ms. Wendy. I understand. You've given us the problem and the solution in all of 12 minutes, Oscar. I want to thank you for what you do doggedly. And I'd like to report to you that the Wendy Bell Radio listener family uh, has uh, given you $500. I know your uh, your fund is called Buy Me a Coffee. That's the mechanism. Well, we bought 100 coffees yesterday from our family to yours. Stay safe and thank you for what you do, Oscar. <laughs> Miss Wendy, why? Why'd you do that? Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless your dear heart to you, to Mr. Brock, and, and to, wow, thank you. God bless you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. And also the Wendy Bell Radio listeners. I do my best, and, and thank you. Wow. I, I don't have no words right now. You I'm just, just uh, completely... 
I'm really humble, and I appreciate every help that comes. Thank you, Oscar. Godspeed and Happy New Year. We hope it brings us many gifts and blessings, including border security. Oscar Blue, ladies and gentlemen, with the migrant caravan marching towards the United States. The problem continues, but people are paying attention to it, and they are ticked. And CNN is talking about it. What? Random act of journalism next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So a random act of journalism today. We like to balance the, the reality that's going on in the world there. Oscar walking with his caravan. People from 24 countries, right? More than 2,000 children coming this way will arrive sometime around the new year. Happy New Year. Those are more like 8,000 more people that you're going to have to pay for. There is a random act of journalism that is kind of encouraging. So we've played Harry Enten many times. Henry, Harry, Harry, Harry. Harry Enten. (laughs) Many times. You think you'd know your boyfriend's name. (laughs) I know. He, I I like him. He's very enthusiastic, even when he's dropping bad news. He's the senior data reporter at CNN. And he's saying that blue states, so think Pennsylvania, think, well, it's not even Pennsylvania, but think California, think New York, think Illinois, Massachusetts. These blue states are seeing the most Google searches related to illegal immigration. People in these blue cities and blue states are Googling what the hell is going on at the border with more frequency. And uh, we got to pay attention to that, he says. I want you to hear the give and go. Here is... Harry Enten dropping the truth bomb. Nobody wants this. Go. What do voters think about immigration right now? Yeah, it's becoming a real top issue here. So the top issue facing the nation. Look, the economy is still number one. It was number one in August. It's number one now. But take a look at the immigration slash border security. It was just 11 percent in August. Look where it's hopped to now. 19 percent. So it's closing in on the economy. And a number of different polls I've looked at, immigration and border security is running a closer second place to the economy as we head into 2024. And you might be thinking, though, okay, this is just Republican voters who are feeling this way. But I want you to take a look here, because I think this is rather interesting. The most Google searches for migrants by state. Look at all these states, Phil. They're all blue states. Illinois is one. New York is two. Massachusetts is three. New Jersey is four. Colorado is five. And, of course, there's been a lot of talk about the migrant crisis in both Illinois and New York. And it seems like even voters in those states... Very blue states, states that Democrats win in general elections almost always. They are focusing on this issue as well. Uh, Yeah. See, these are Democrat policies. This is a Democrat thing. Let's jump in bed with the U.N. The same way, let's jump in bed with the World Health Organization. Or with the World Economic Forum, because that makes sense. People who are dark and dirty and disgusting, right, All of these people, your Democrat Party wants to get under the covers with. And they have. And it's almost like we've talked about it incessantly since before this happened. How about this? Judicialwatch.com. Headline. Immigration court backlog explodes to a record. Three million. Judges average... 4,500 cases each. 
how do you how do you emerge from drowning if you don't get a lifeline they are just getting pounded besides crushing records for letting unparalleled amounts of illegal immigrants into the U.S., the Biden administration's catastrophic open borders policy, slamming the nation's immigration court system with an unimaginable backlog, not seen ever under any precedent. In November, the immigration court backlog exceeded three million pending cases, a shocking increase of around a million during a period of just 12 months. A new report issued this week by the nonpartisan Transactional Records Access Clearing House at Syracuse University provides the ghastly figures taken straight from the government. Quote, immigration judges are swamped, the report states, revealing that they average an inconceivable 4,500 pending cases each. If every person with a pending immigration case were gathered together, it would be larger than the population of Chicago, the third largest city in the United States, the researchers write. The number of waiting immigrants in the court's backlog is now larger than the population found in 26 states. In many states, it says. University data analysts found that previous administrations also failed to tackle this backlog, but they point out, you know what's going on. Oscar just gave you the voice of it. Come one, come all. Back to the old idea of Cloward and Piven. Overload and break the welfare system. Check. Have chaos ensue. Check. You guys see what happened outside, what, Kennedy Airport? What happened at LAX? Pro-Palestine protesters shutting stuff down. Chaos. Check. Number three, take control of the chaos. That's what they're trying to do. And number four, implement socialism and communism through government force. We're well on our way, ladies and gentlemen. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. It is called The Sound of Silence. Yeah, that's... That's Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger refusing to testify about the Dominion voting machines. Why ever would that be, Brad? Next. 